Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we continue our study of 1 Corinthians, specifically chapter 15, verses 1 through 11. No one is ever saved in response to any message other than the true gospel. The word gospel literally means good news. The gospel of Jesus Christ is the good news about salvation through Jesus Christ, available only by faith in Him. Please listen to Pastor Harris as he delivers today's slice of this week's message entitled, The Gospel. God does not save people against their will. God makes the provision in Christ. Christ did all the work. He cried out, it is finished, when he had, when he had borne the wrath of God for the sins of all who would believe in Him. God invites you to believe. It is a, it, it, it's a universal invitation. Jesus said, come to me all who are weary and heavy laden. I will give you rest. No one is excluded from the gospel invitation. The reason that anyone fails to be saved in the end is because they choose to remain blinded by their sin. They choose to do it their own way. There's a Fairly lame illustration you've probably heard, but it, it makes the point. The floodwaters surrounded a man's house. His neighbor came by in a rowboat as he was dragging furniture upstairs to keep it dry, and the neighbor invited him into the boat. The man said, no, thank you. I've got it under control. I'm trusting the Lord to save me from the flood. Later, he was watching out a second-floor window as the water rose a National Guardsman came by in a motorboat and invited him to get in. And the man said, uh, no, thank you. I have it under control. I'm trusting the Lord to save me from the flood. Still later, he was sitting on the roof, on the pinnacle of the roof. The water was starting to lap around his feet. A helicopter showed up, hovered overhead, and uh, they shouted over the loudspeaker and lowered a rope so he could get in. He said, uh, no, thank you. I'm trusting the Lord to save me from the flood. After he died, he stood at the gates of heaven, and, the Lord said, and, he, and he said to the Lord, why didn't you rescue me from the flood? I asked you to, I trusted you to, I gave testimony to everyone around that I was trusting you to rescue me, and the Lord answered, I sent two boats and a helicopter. You get the point? If people have their own ideas, this is how Christianity is supposed to work. This is how God's supposed to save people. This is the way that it ought to be done. And the answer is, I sent you my son. Believe him. Trust him. If you refuse to listen to him and you put your trust in anything other than Jesus and Jesus alone and the simple message of the gospel, you're going to miss out. The message never changes. There's no tricky fine print. It is the infallible and only way for anyone to be saved. And as I said, 
No one is excluded. Everyone is invited. But there's no negotiating the terms. You have two choices regarding the gospel of Jesus Christ. Take it or leave it. Take it on His terms. Anything else, you're leaving it behind. Now, you might also notice here, and I kind of hinted at it, this passage also describes what we might call the two sides of salvation, the divine side and the human side. He says, Now I make known to you, brethren, the gospel which I preach to you, which also you received, in which also you stand. The divine part is there in that phrase, in which you stand. When God makes you His child, it is forever. Read Jude 24 and 25. God is able to make you stand in Christ. And the word stand, by the way, is in the, the perfect tense. The grammar doesn't matter to you, but the meaning does. That means it is a completed act which has continuing results. God has made you stand in Christ, if you believe the gospel, and you stand because He planted you there. You might uh, hear echoes of 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 3 through 5. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to His great mercy has caused us to be born again to a living hope, here's the connection, through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, it's all connected to the resurrection, to obtain an inheritance which is, how much do you stand in Him? Your inheritance is imperishable and undefiled and will not fade away, reserved in heaven for you who are protected by the power of God through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. The security and the certainty of your salvation, the guarantee that you will receive that inheritance, it's all based on the power of God and the will of God. God never changes His mind. God never has a power failure. We sing one of my new favorite hymns that I should have learned a long time ago, I guess. He will hold me fast. We say, for my Savior loves me so. He will hold me fast. That's the divine side of salvation. He did the work. He holds you. But there's also the human side of salvation. This is the gospel which you received. Remember that word received? Welcome, embrace, accept, say yes, repent, believe, trust, however else you want to uh, describe it. Whatever words you use, it is the crucial step that every person must take in order to gain possession of the free gift of eternal life in Christ. And Paul says, you are saved if you hold fast. Well, that's also the human side of it. The word translated hold fast means, well, literally, hang on real tight, seize it, hold on, and it describes what true faith is like. True faith is faith that holds fast. Well, wait a minute. Are you telling me that I hold fast or God holds fast to me? Yes, both. Both at the same time. Uh, true faith is faith that endures. God does not save people who try to cut a deal with Him or who dabble with fleeting commitment. The tense of this verb, 
Hold fast is present, meaning it's uninterrupted. We hold fast to the one who holds us fast. We stand in Christ because He is able to make us stand. Those who hear the gospel, they claim to believe in Christ, and then they stick around for a little while, and then they disappear. They prove by their departure that they were never saved. That's what 1 John 2.19 says. So, let's move on. Something else we can say about the gospel. It is the means of salvation. Look at the phrase there in verse 2. I make known to you, brethren, the gospel which I preached to you, which you also received, and which also stand, by which also you are saved, if you hold fast the word. Are saved? That's also a verb in the present tense. It means right now you stand in the standing of being saved. You are you're in Christ. All who believe in the gospel stand in God's grace. They are in the process that will eventually lead to, for, to uh, glorification. Right now you are saved. And for you grammarians, that's passive tense. doesn't mean you're saving yourself. It means you are saved. Outside of you, someone has saved you. And he says, by which gospel you are saved. By which is the preposition dia, which in this case means the means by which you are saved. The one and only gospel, which is all about the one and only Savior. Peter was very clear about it. His second sermon recorded in the book of Acts, Acts chapter 4, verse 12 Peter said, and there is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven that has been given among men by which we must be saved. And Jesus was equally clear around the table with the disciples the night before he went to the cross. He said, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. You were lost, now you're found says the song, you were lost, now you're saved. That's what the Scriptures teach. There are, if you would like to think about it, three tenses to your salvation. You as a Christian, you've heard the gospel, you've put your faith in in Christ, that means you are saved. You are already saved from sin's penalty. When Jesus cried out, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? He was bearing God's wrath that you deserve for your sin. And right now, as you walk by faith, you are saved. You are also experiencing salvation now in the daily living part of it because you're experiencing salvation from sin's power. You used to be a slave to sin. Now, with the Holy Spirit within you, with the Word of God available to you through which He leads you, You have all you need to avoid sin and to live for His glory. And while you're moving along through this life, you have what Peter mentioned, that imperishable and unfading hope and that confidence. One day you will stand in His presence with that inheritance, and there you will be saved from sin's presence. So in the present You're saved, or in the past, by the work of Christ, the moment you believe, you're saved from sin's penalty. In the present right now, you are saved from sin's power, and you will be saved from sin's presence. It's a very simple little way to remember 
your salvation from beginning to end. If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.